What's up, everyone? My name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. This week's episode is about a mall, the Elkwood Forum. Probably better put, it's about what it was, and more recently, what it is. Enjoy. No, it's, it's not like Rogan, but like it's, it, yes, it is a podcast, yeah. The Elkwood Forum had something for everyone. For those who know what shea butter smells like, and there was a Bath and Body Works, and for those who don't, there's a Sears. People with calves who you'd quicker think were genetically modified would get fitted for sweet feet insoles at the Roadrunner Sports Store, whereas people with peanut butter massaged into the grooves of their Game Boy Advances would sooner play brawl demos over and over again at the GameStop. There was a food court on the top level of the mall, one with rip-offs of nationally syndicated chains. There was a chicken and noodle station that stood in place of a Panda Express and a Burger Meister rather than a Burger King. Students from Elkwood High would flock here at lunch to buy food and then some weed from people who graduated a few years before. I'd been going there since I was a kid, a place where I bought the great illustrated classic version of White Fang and was a picture book built like a novel and did wonders for my morale. It was a place where I endured the sexual tension of standing in line at an Abercrombie with my parents next to another girl my own age. I lied and told my friends that my first kiss was with someone named Suzette Parker, telling them that there was no way they could possibly know who she was as we met at camp before fourth grade. When really, I first locked braces with Melody Cruz behind the Pepsi machine at the mall's back entrance on my 15th birthday. I grew up at this mall, socially at least. Elkwood doesn't have an amusement park, not a beach either, but there is a man-made lake, but one that you quicker reel in a severed arm or leg than an actual fish. The mall was our playground, a proving ground, the only thing in town outside of a school dance that warranted a heavy coat of Axe body spray before leaving the door. I say the Elkwood Forum had all these things. There was something for everyone. A lot of the blame gets pushed onto the plate of Amazon, and who can blame them with a business model like that? I don't think they have anything personal against lids, Hot Topic, or the everlasting waft of kettle corn that comes with properties anchored by a stadium-sized Macy's. The mall's deterioration was nothing I saw coming when I was in high school. I was too busy building my triceps up by pushing through crowded racks of clothing at Ross. How can anything bad happen to the mall, I think to myself. There's a Dairy Queen here. What with an all-but-optimistic economy and a grocery list for a resume, I moved back in with my parents after college. They were fine with me not knowing what I was going to do with my life as long as I had some sort of job while I wondered. It was this and them not laying into me for using four years of private school and $200,000 of their own money to get a degree in general studies that made being around them somewhat tolerable. For the first time in five years, I made my way down to the forum, this time in a short sleeve button-up rather than a graphic t-shirt. My hair was styled with cheap clay and not suppressed under the fuzz of a Neff beanie. The holes for my gauges weren't going away, but I hoped that my not filling them in with what my parents call plastic spikes would show that I have matured. Growth was how I talk about it in an interview. I was in search of something mindless, something to take up six hours of my day in exchange for minimum wage. It was all too clear for me. I'd do this until someone who saw something in me that I didn't offered me the job of my dreams. That's how it would happen. They might even use the word bank when detailing my salary. This was to be temporary, my stint in Elkwood. In a few months, I'd be out of here and in an office with bubbly water on tap, wearing dress shoes and updating my LinkedIn profile. Five years did to the mall what five years might do to a piece of unrefrigerated cheese or a sporty father with a kid who's into theater. It looked terrible. 
Driving past it and seeing what was once a parking lot almost overflowed with mid-sized sedans, now begging for sprinters to park perpendicular and take up three spots, it was a tough pill to swallow and only made the money line for the model to survive the next decade that much less attractive. Just five years back, on the inside, each store was once occupied and busy, maybe not flourishing, but to my understanding, rent was made and made often by everyone. Now there might be half of the stores left, all of which pushed closer to the center of the forum. The spaces on the outside had seen the signs with lease numbers ripped off the glass, then kicked in and occupied by some of the Elkwood homeless population. I think the city ran out of spare wood to block things up and turned to what is best put as industrial-grade saran wrap. The Bath and Body Works was replaced by a downsized Barnes & Noble, and the food court more commonly sees methamphetamine being distributed than weed. What was once a waft of kettle corn was now one with hints of urine. There's still the Sears, but it's a Sears. It wasn't pretty and, and certainly not something to brag about. It, telling someone that you went to the Elkwood Forum would sound no darker than a devout vegan confessing that they took Red Lobster up on one of their endless shrimp deals. I'm not really sure what I was expecting people to say when I asked for a job. I was about as employable as a wet slice of pizza. First, I stopped by what was left of the familiar faces, places where I had cashed gift cards, stores where I had learned to remove security tags and line my backpack with tinfoil as to neutralize any and all security measures. But it was after five, we're not hiring right now, that I finally walked into a shop called Elkwood Style and Such. It's an leave its own and really was a better fit for a terminal at Elkwood International as it exclusively sold Elkwood merchandise and memorabilia. I always figured they offered some sort of discount for senior citizens because for whatever reason, those are the only people that I'd see go in there when I was younger. I was greeted by a mannequin out front, one decked head to toe in an Elkwood tracksuit, but not greeted by the girl at the register. As expected, I was the only one in there, and Dolly Parton played softly over the sound system. How's it going? I said to the cashier. Is your manager available? She was looking at her phone, finishing what I thought was an important message, and before muttering, Fuck. And then she extended her arm, tilted her face, stuck out her tongue, and took a selfie. And she had a big head of curly, deep brunette hair. And as she captioned the Snapchat, I looked around to see if there was someone, anyone at all, who might be able to assist me instead of this person. My eyes caught a stand of Elkwood magnets. I started looking for one with my name, when a voice, far too cheery, said, Hello, hello, how can I assist you today? If her tone hadn't thrown me off, I was expecting something a little more begrudging. It was her accent. Was it Alabama, Tennessee? Both of those states a couple thousand miles away. I hadn't heard anyone talk like this in person, only on Lifetime Christmas specials. I was flustered the same way I'd be if drinking water when thinking was Sprite. I'm looking for a job. Is your manager available? Oh, I think she's busy. Do you have a resume I could pass her? Knowing that crumpled in my back pocket was, quite literally, my name in a bullet point saying I was proficient in Excel, and I insisted that she check to see if her superior was free. Uh, well, I told you, she's busy. But I only need one minute, please. Her smile went away, and what was first just some blush around her cheeks slowly spread through her whole face, almost animated to the point where smoke was soon going to be coming out of her ears. Fine, she snapped southernly. She stomped off, her heels and flip-flops clapping as she did. Disappearing behind a board of t-shirts, she opened up the door to the manager's office. Oh, Miss Weston, do you have a moment to speak to a young man here? He wants to... She was cut off. Well, that's what I told him, but he kept asking. Is he high? Well, I don't know. 
His eyes do say something. You know what? I think he might be high as a kite. None of the dialogue made any sense at all. First off, I was sleep deprived and sober. Second, was I on set of a lifetime show? High as a kite? Was this something Reba had said? She went on, well, I wouldn't say he's attractive at all. Then the front door chimed and in walked an older woman with her sunglasses set on the top of her head. She wore a plaid blue and white blouse and hung a purse from her forearm and she had a large iced coffee diluted with cream in her right hand. Hey, I'll be able to help you in just a moment. Oh, it's fine. The cashier's getting the manager, I told her. She seems sweet. Manager? As she asked this, the cashier was overheard saying something about the holes from my gauges. And they're so big. I think you could fit a golf ball, maybe a football through them. I'm the manager, the much nicer woman said. Anastasia, she called. You could hear profanity coming from the mouth of the girl with the southern accent, one that made its way across the store and somehow over Dolly Parton's voice. Anastasia, I guess her name was, met us front and center, face still red, but I think from embarrassment more than anything. She started, this guy wanted to see if... I cut her off. Wait, wait, what, what was that accent about? She pulled her hair behind her ears. He wanted to see you about a job. We both looked at the older woman, who had now put down her coffee, then with her free hand, pinched the bridge of her nose and said, Anastasia, go run the rest of the clothes. And young man, I'm sorry, we're just not hiring right now. She walked off. I stood there for a moment next to the real manager, largely unsure about what had just happened. Anastasia's camera clicked, then she started typing in a teenaged, fast way. I nodded my head and left the mall. Everyone, this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.